Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down. Don't touch that. Stop it. Where's the line? Okay, we're rolling. Oh, well, hi, I'm Abby. Well, hi, I'm Steph. <laughs> well, hi, nice to meet you. This is Hands Off Parents. It is still. It's still. We're still doing it. Yep. I I get a Google alert for Hands Off. Not parent, maybe Hands Off Parents, but like, I'll just like, when things are hands off, they're always, I'm always get excited. And then it's like, oh, hands off my... Sure. Yeah, whatever. I have the same alert for rec room, and so I get lots of real estate listings. Oh, I'm sure. Just like, look yeah. at this wonderful <laughs> rec room. Yes. No. Not what I was looking for. Um, so today we wanted to talk about um, the generation of iPhone users that we are all raising yes. and the effects that it is having on their being humans or not being humans. Yeah, I um I have some personal examples, but I you sent me this great article from the Atlantic that I read today in horror. It's one of the most depressing articles I think I've ever read. And it wasn't even so she mentioned so she's so we should back up. She the author of this is a generational researcher, which is fascinating on many levels, I think, but She's a Gen Xer, and I always feel like I read these Gen X articles, and they're so like, we are better. And I feel the same way, so I kind of am like, we are better. But Although, this was not written from that perspective. That's right. And she even said, "We, you, you keep writing these articles where we're saying, um, this is what it was like in the old days, yeah. but we need to ask rather – not this is how it used to be, but like this is how it is now. And and not even what to do about it. This article was it was very factual. Data driven. Yeah, which I appreciated about it. And that's why it was so scary. Yeah, I think you're right. And then talked a lot about um, suicide rates. Yes, um, which I have been reading that suicide rates have been going up, but I didn't really equate it to the use of iPhones. So we should give the premise of this. Article. I just was literally thinking, like, should we maybe just like tell the listeners what we're fucking talking (laughs) about? Probably, probably we should. Okay, do you want to sum it up? Um, So this uh, author, I would call her a researcher. She um, she studies generational behavior, and she has been tracking teens and young people for quite some time, and she found some evidence that has. I think she's verified in a couple different places through studies and polls and surveys and stuff like that. Basically saying that in 2007, when iPhones or the phones sort of, everybody had a phone, this startling differences in teenagers and teenagers are more depressed, which I think we've talked about this before. Lonelier. Lonelier. They don't go out as much. Isolated. Isolated. They don't, they're not having sex anymore. So this was the interesting thing about the article is that on the plus side, they're safer. Yeah. So they're not getting in cars. They're not getting their licenses as, as early. Yep. They're not going out to parties in the middle of the night, sneaking out, getting drunk, you know, getting drunk driving, accident related yeah. deaths. Um, they're not getting pregnant. They're not having sex. Yeah. Like homicides have gone down but suicides have gone up skyrocketed so i don't think spending more time with their parents but they're not engaging with their parents right so like 
they're, they're in the house. You know, it's like, I remember when I was in high school, my mom would be like, well, if y'all want to drink, yes, do it here. Yeah. Like they're not doing that. They're in their rooms. Like the girl that she was interviewing said, you could see an in, imprint on my bed from my body because I never leave it. What was interesting about it? Well, the, my first thought when I was reading this was like, okay, they're on social media. And she mentions in the article, it's not only uh, female, but it's more female than male yes. that are having these issues because women and girls just tend to be on social media more mm-hmm. and tend to be more depressive in general, I think, in that age. And really kind of made note of when you see Abby and Sally are hanging out without me, Yeah, um, that that's something that's so hard for us to deal with as people. As adults, it's hard to deal with. It is. It is. Um, but when you're a kid and you see that all your friends are hanging out without you because they've documented it on every single social media app they have, that that is just incredibly isolating. And when you're 12 and your world revolves around who's doing what and am I included, Yeah. It can just sabotage and send you into this horrible spiral. But it, it it felt like paradoxical to be, say, okay, nobody's going out and doing anything. But then when you see people going out and doing things, you get upset about it. So who's going out and doing things if nobody's going out? I mean, obviously some teens are. Right. But if your friends are doing something, why aren't you because you're not being invited or just because you're not allowed to or because that's where I was sort of lost in in some mm-hmm. of the data that she was present. Well, she didn't really. I mean, she, how do you have data for that? Right. 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 But yeah. It, and she was citing all these statistics about like just these huge percentage um, drops in feeling depressed that are linked to not being on a screen. Right. So, and she made a note of the fact that she's not talking about television. No. The television doesn't do this. It's the computer. It's the combination of not just the technology, but the technology and the social media. Yeah. That that link is what's so toxic. But I think, too, it wasn't necessarily just the internet. Right. It was your phone and your social media. Right. Right. The not social just media the computer part. itself. And I, I mean, we've talked about this before. About how toxic social media can be. Yeah. Um, it's ruining everything. When you're sad about something. Oh, yeah. Like seeing other people being happy is just the worst. Yeah. Um, and I've had like many times where I'm like, I just want to get off of here because it's making me angry. Yeah. Like when I feel like shit, it's making me angry to see that you're like living your life in this beautiful way. I literally last night saw somebody from college post a picture of a bunch of girls. Uh, women that I went to college with. I was going to say girls, but we're women Well, you now. were girls we when were you girls. went to college. And it was like, like, the caption was something like, oh, college friends forever, da, 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 besties. Or and I was like, fuck these girls. Ugh. And then I was like, you know what? I didn't like them in college. And you're like almost 40. And I don't want to hang out with them. <laughs> I hated them then. Why would I want to hang out with them now? But it was just the fact. And they live on the other side of the country. But it was just the fact that people are doing things that you're not doing. When you're and not it included. it seems better. Yeah. When Their you're lives not included. seem better. That's right. But you only post the good things. That's exactly right. You only post when your kids are being cute, not when they're punching you in the face. Yeah. Or... Some people post about them punching. But then it's like, ha ha. Yeah. Let's give me the wine. Yeah. Where's the wine? Exactly. (laughs) So 
when you read it, did it make you want to, to take screens away or, or not encourage screens or how did it, how did it hit you as a parent? So I thought about it. Like it says something like, I mean, I think the statistic was like 35%. You are 35% more likely to be suicidal and depressive if you are on your phone X amount of of hours a day. Yeah. If somebody told you your kid has a 35% chance of being suicidal, Mm -hmm. you would like take precautions to do whatever thing came after that sentence or at the end of that sentence. So why is it different with the phones? It's like, and and I'm also going to come out of the closet here. Um, I mean, I'm not gay except for Abby, but other than that, I'm going to come out about the fact that I think I have a really terrible technology addiction. Like my husband gets really pissed at me because I will constantly be on my phone. I don't even realize I'm doing it. Um, like I am that jerk who's always on her phone and I do have it by my bed and I do check it before I go to bed and I do check it when I wake up in the morning and when I wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, it's like an appendage and I, and I'm like an adult who can sort of regulate how I feel about things. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, I don't know. I, I, I. I always, I feel like once a month I'm like, okay guys, we're going to change our behaviors. We're going to not have the phones at the table. We're going to not have the phones here. We're going to, I make all these rules and then I break them. Yeah. We, I've talked about this on the show. Like we have the rule in the back room. We, yeah. That did not last all that long. Right. Right. Yeah. So you guys use, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> I use the phone all the time in the back room. I, there's something that's odd about it. Technology or let me think of the right way to say this. When we share, we don't, our kids are not on the phone purposefully, but also just because I don't want to share my phone with them. Right. But when their grandma was here visiting a couple weeks ago, it was cute. And I'm like air quoting. It was cute for her to, to, to say, look at this, look at this little screen and here's pictures of you and videos and and it's a distractor. Even when we're on Skype with her sometimes, she'll take out her phone and show them pictures of themselves on the phone or show or play a song for them on the phone. And I mean, just I'm not saying anything bad about her. So there's something that I think that gets us started with the kids on it. And it's not just a distraction. It's it's a it's like the big, like the fat guy in a little jacket phenomenon, right? Like how funny. Look at you on a phone. Yeah. So we've already, um, we've already been through that. We, Iris, we, she actually is sort of, I think she does have an issue with the phone already. Yeah. Like she already does like, no, cause my mom's done it. We've done it with the videos of yeah. her and the pictures of her. And she knows where her puzzle app is and she knows where the Disney junior thing is. And I, and I have to tell her like, and she knows that she's not allowed to use the phone on the weekdays we've broken we we set these limits okay with the tv and the phone like you cannot watch any tv um before you go to school right you can watch one episode when you get home from school and so she knows the difference between weekends and weekdays which is good but she'll like this morning she's like mommy can i be on your 
phone. And I'm like, no, you can't. It's a weekday. She's like, but I just want to do puzzles. So she already knows. Right. Puzzles seem educational. Puzzles are okay, but Disney Junior is not. That's so interesting. And then like, I, so I gave it to her because I had to take a shower and Mike was walking the dog and I needed a quick babysitter. Yeah. And so I said to her, here's the phone, but you are only allowed to do puzzles. And she said, okay. And I said, what, what did I say? Repeat it back to me. She repeated it back to me. I said, okay. And so I, when I got out of the shower, I was like listening and she was doing her puzzles. Okay. But it's also interesting that she's now in this new phase where like her pacifier, for instance, she knows she can only have it when she goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. But the other day she kind of snuck it downstairs. And when I walked over to her, she had her hands over her mouth while she was sucking on it. She is light years ahead of my children. Light years. <laughs> of being a jerk? Yes. Yeah. She's but, like light years ahead of with being a jerk. But even the fact that you could say to her, hey, you're only allowed to listen or whatever, do your one game on the phone. And she understands what that means and can respond. I mean, that's just amazing. I and mean, she's, oh, whatever. She's a genius. Have your baby be born with hearing loss. Yeah. This is what I always say. If every kid would do speech therapy starting at five weeks old, I swear to God, we would eliminate every educational learning difference ever. Um, whole but, other topic. But yeah, like, so I feel like she's already knowing, like entering this phase where she knows like this is bad and this is good and I'm going to, and she's playing with lying and she's like yeah. playing with like, this is when I'm being a bad person and this is when I'm being a good person. And, and I told you before we started, she got angry with me and Mike the other day and screamed at us, you're a bad family. You know, I mean, she's like working, like working this out and you know, I don't know if I have a point, but I just, I feel like we've already cracked open this like can of worms and we're in this interesting place right now where our kids like aren't totally there and it's up to us to figure out how we're going to introduce it and how we're going to regulate it and when are they going to get the iPhone and when are they going to, yeah. Um, but okay. So my sister's son is 12. They right. were just visiting. Yes. So how do they deal? What if, and what's the that? seven-year-old, he also, he doesn't have a phone, but he has a ta- his own tablet, which is like their old used tablet, but still it's his. And Max has the phone. And the, I mean, the, they're, on their de- they're on their devices. They what are they to doing? Be told. The, they're playing games or they're watching videos. They watch a lot of videos of Minecraft. Do parents, <laughs> nerds, do parents, um, so then, okay, do parents give the kids the things? Yes. Because it's easier for us? Yes. This is why. Yes. This is why we started our kids on TV. Right. And this is, and we've this said is, this out loud. Totally. It's just easier for us. And this is why we've, when we go on car rides, like yeah. we give Iris 12 hours of movies to watch yeah. on the tablet. One day, one evening when my sister was visiting... I said it out loud, so I can say it out loud. I walked into the kitchen, and er- and her and her husband, every four people were on four separate devices. And I, I was just like, the modern family. Right. I said it in that really funny voice <laughs> that I just used. The modern family. <laughs> that one. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, that's what it is, right? That's what it is. But even like we were out to dinner and this is not in any way saying anything bad about her because she's an amazing mom and she tells them often put it away or, um, and makes them do things. But when we were out to dinner and I was like, 
it's just easier when they're just sitting there on their phones and not bothering you. We right. were trying to have a conversation. Four kids, my two kids, are watching Max play Minecraft on his phone. That was great. Uh, same. Yeah. Like Mike and I will be out to dinner with her and I'll just be like, take this yeah. so that we can like finish our dinner in peace. And have one sentence come out it, like from with subject and right. predicate. predicate. Verb. Verb. Hey, prof, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's really, it's like, yeah. ah, I, but the social media that's stuff the is thing. different because, because the kids in this article, she was specifically citing social was. media and she I was. have read multiple articles about Instagram and it's like, uh, the likes and if you don't get the right likes yep. and the secret codes between yep. if this person likes you first then that means something all that is cra- it's this crazy other world well and this was like they were talking about dating and how kids date now and yeah. how they don't like we used to say he likes you or he likes you now they say he's talk you're talking to yes, him which i thought was great but and, awful at the same time. <laughs> right and like if they're not you know i mean that thing about learning how to like share space with somebody yeah. that you like yeah, and like those feelings that come along with that. And like, don't you remember going to movies with like a boy you liked yes. and like having your hand there and like the whole movie was about like, is he going to hold my hand? Yes. Is he not going to hold my hand? And if they're not doing that, like, aren't they missing some sort of key developmental phase? Like, isn't there something that, you know, if, if they're in their rooms and they're having these social interactions completely virtually like that. That's what they were saying. She was saying, we're going to have a generation of kids who know the right emoji for a situation, but can't read a facial expression. Right. Exactly. It, and she said something, there was one line where the, the, the young girl that she's interviewing said like, it's scary to have a, a face-to-face right. conversation. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary. And I would take a wild stab and say probably some of the depression is just not being around other people. One thing, social comparison, but another just being devoid of human contact is depressing. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because I I feel like there's a direct correlation. This is why we started our podcast. Yeah. Because we were lonely new moms. When I am in the worst of moods, which happens surprisingly a lot... (laughs) Rob will say, get up and get out of the house. Mm -hmm. Just go to CVS just to be around people or Mm -hmm. whatever. And it always helps. Yeah. Um, And if you are just sitting in your room, that's just terrible. But okay, so I told you this before we started. I was at the coffee shop doing some work and there were these three girls who were certainly young high school. And they were together and having fun and I had just read that article and they were hugging and drawing and writing and laughing and eating food together and they weren't on their phones they were looking at some things on their phones but they were I think they were looking I didn't want to just like I was totally being weird creepy old lady like what do you guys do can I hang out you guys do can I draw a picture too (laughs) I kind of like drawing sometimes um they were a little bit like the other phones, but for the most part, they were. They were into, balancing. Yes. And just having fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I felt hopeful, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, I don't want my kids to miss out on anything, 
which has been a huge part of why I feel like TV is okay because I grew up with T- it's always my I grew up with TV yeah and I just wrote a stupid garbage island sketch about it that was, it was brilliant all all my about favorite one <laughs> I grew up on TV I turned out fine but I did not grow up and neither did anybody that we know with on, social media with social media so I read another article today about um it was on a it was a mom blog and she was saying that the worst she didn't expect what the worst part of parenting would be for her and that it's not the crying, it's not the blowouts, it's not the da 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 It's the lack of freedom and uh, of, of doing what she wants when she wants to do it. And mm. how, and I've talked about this on the podcast. I kind of agree with her. Yeah. Like that sense of like, I will never again be able to leave my house at eight and not know what the fuck's going to happen. Yep. Ever. Yeah. And I used to do that every day. Like I loved that. Yeah. Um, and like being able to stay out all night and being able to like go from this bar to this bar to th- and then go get a snack at 2 a.m. And then, I mean like all those things you used to be able to do. Yeah. And those like stories you could put in your bank. Yeah. Like the, but, and then, but she was also saying that like, it's not just that she can't do it. It's that she's always tethered to her kids. So like she wants to get home to make sure that they're okay. Like, yeah. so it's not just like, oh, I want to do this and I can't. It's like, I I don't totally, I can't do it. I'm not capable. I'm not emotionally capable of leaving my house at eight o'clock and not checking in for the next 12 hours. Sure. Like even if I, even if Mike was like, here's a pass. Yeah. Like go out, do whatever you want the entire night, you know, indecent proposal without the sex. Like, yeah. you know, like go, go live for it for a night. Yeah. I would want to leave at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Cause I'd want to go see her sleeping. Still text him five times. How's she doing? What's going on? Yeah. You know, So one of the things, this is why it's related, that she was saying is that she was at home with her um, baby and her toddler and one of her girlfriends came over and was telling her all the things she was going to do later that night. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and her girlfriend is single and whatever. I'm going to go to this jazz club and then I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to meet with this person and maybe I'll kiss somebody and, you know, all these things that she was going to do. And that it was like so upsetting to her. But I think that that the expectation of, of something is like the worst thing. Like, like to think you're missing out on something yes. or the whole like FOMO thing. Like, yeah. and so that is like what social media fosters. Yes. Like yes. I'm not doing that cool thing. Yeah. And so like if, if that's kind of tied into parenthood as well. Oh yeah. Like even that with the cool stuff that you're doing with your kids. Right. It's like, it is. I don't know. Like it, 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 I, social media is ruining our lives. I do. We talk about this. Um, no, I don't think I was talking about this with you. What? (laughs) You have another friend (laughs) speaking of FOMO? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. Um, it's this podcast, the hidden brain. Oh, I think Mike likes this podcast. I love that podcast. Um, and they did a whole episode about FOMO and, and it's just like, you know, it's, real. it's a psychological issue that, and they interviewed this woman who basically was saying what you were saying, but that she felt like she had to upkeep. So she got married. She had a kid and oh. she can't really blame it all on comparing herself to other people. But she said like when she finally stopped and took a step back and said, well, I'm not happy at all. All the pictures I post are smiling happy family and really it's just bullshit well if 99 percent of your facebook feed is 
filtered, happy, shiny, fun times. Yeah. But 50% of your friends are getting divorced. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't is, match up. No, something doesn't match up. Which I wonder if that, I mean, it might be all tied in. Like, are is that need to put out the perfect picture making us even worse? Like, yes. is, the, is the cultivating and the crafting of the perfect day making the day less perfect? Yes. Like, is this why there's this, is this why people there's, are getting we're at, divorced more or why people are maybe. hating their lives more? Well, when, so you, that's interesting. That's very interesting. When you are crafting a day and in your head it is Instagram worthy right. and then that doesn't happen. It's not real. It's not real. And you spend the day trying to make it Instagram worthy and it right. never works out. And right. so you put a filter on it. That's right. Literally and med- metaphorically. And then you get likes on it. Yeah. Which boosts your... Oh, this looks better. My life looks better this way in Nashville, which is my favorite filter. And a place I'd like to live. I went through a very intense Nashville phase like for it. like three years, I'd say. It's good. It's like washy. I'm and... in a weird Clarendon phase right oh, now, like which it. is like, like kind of <laughs> crazy. Hey guys, we're almost, uh, we're, we're in our late thirties and we know filters. So yeah. everybody can go fuck yourselves. We're living our lives. We're our best lives. <laughs> um, but how do we stop our kids from having to feel like, Cause then it's, you get to this mm-hmm. thing where we, okay. So the alternative is no, my kids are going to go play soccer and then they go to soccer and they're playing. And what am I doing? I'm taking pictures yep. of them totally. on my phone yep. and they're not getting the scores I want them to get. Mm-hmm. And so I snap the right perfect picture where they do kick the ball. Yep. P.S. The ball went absolutely nowhere, but I'm still pretending like my kid did awesome. Look, mm-hmm. you kicked it. Or I make a joke out of it. Yep. That's the alternative. That's right. Well, they kicked the ball. Right. Hashtag best mom ever or whatever. Yeah. Where's the wine? And I, and I'm already, I mean, she, uh, I'm, my kid's three. I have enrolled her in gymnastics. Did I even tell you about this? No. I enrolled her in gymnastics. I, I've been, she's in swimming. So now two of the five weekdays are extracurricular activity. Yeah. Where you're taking pictures and trying to get it out there. I haven't yet. I mean, I do take pictures and videos and then share them with mom and, and yeah. Mike, which yeah. don't really count. Um, but like, I just, but, but I think that that need to get your kids into activities is also related to like wanting to keep them actually physically busy. Like, yes, you know, like to, yes. Ke- and, and, and I also listened to this other podcast, um, yesterday where somebody called in and was talking about like their passionless preteen and mm-hmm. like. My kid doesn't seem like she likes anything. The only thing she likes is watching like stupid YouTube videos. And like she doesn't, she's not passionate. Like she doesn't have a hobby. Like, is she going to be a loser? What's going to, you know, how is she going to get into college if she doesn't know who she is? Like this is an 11 year old kid. Right. Um, And so I think parents are like, when we were kids, I think this is the motivation for putting your kids in tons of extracurriculars was to cultivate this person who could get into the good school, who could be like, the best at whatever. Like I think that eighties mentality was like, yeah. Yeah. But did you do a ton of extracurriculars? I did like a ton of like of drama theater stuff, but at some point you expressed interest in it. Your mom didn't make you when your brother, absolutely. Absolutely. You guys liked it. You put on shows for her and it was fun. From the time I was Iris's age, which Iris is doing now. She puts a circus on for us every single night. 
Not to go. This is like I'm just going to insert this. Let's do it. Cut and paste. I can't it. wait. I when I saw the your show here at Rec Room the other night, um, and it's these. It's oh, I'm trying to explain what it is. Dead rock stars sing along. One of the guys in the show it plays sort of plays George Michael. Looks a lot like him. Is mm-hmm. a fantastic singer. Anyway, I was standing in the bathroom line next to his aunt, uh-huh. and. She told me she was. We would just start talking. He said he's fabulous. She said I have a video of him at three at my wedding singing. Yep. So at certain point, you are who you, you are. are. Who you are, and a, and a good parent is going to try to cultivate. Anything. Right, a good parent will try to. Thank you for making sense of what I was trying to say. I feel you. <laughs> so I don't know, but I wasn't in extracurriculars ever. No, uh, I took band. I okay, did band. at school. At school. Yeah, but not not and even. What did you play? Flute. I played the baritone horn. Wow, it was humongous. Wouldn't have pegged it. I didn't. Want, I wanted to play drums, and they were like, "No, you can play this ugly tuba." Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you get a lot of A? Yeah, I did. You guys <laughs> loved me and my tuba. Um, but my mom let us roam free, mm-hmm. which I feel like is what's missing, and she mentions that. Right. So you, ha- I give you a phone as my child, so I can always check up on you. Right. Yeah. There's they're, no they're, free roaming. That's right. They're more guarded. They're more sheltered. Yeah. But the thing is, they are safer. They There's are safer. so much evidence that, like, and she was saying, is it is it more about parenting? Our pa- our parent. She also did mention that we have. Yeah. We would be remiss to not mention that. That she was saying it's social media and iPhones and iPads, but also parents are keeping their kids closer. Yeah. Like I was thinking about when my mom used to just drop me off at the mall. All the time. When I was like 10. Yeah. 10. Or 11, right? Yep. Absolutely. I, like ask me if I would let Iris do that. No. Fifth grade. we I would yes. go on dates with my boyfriend I, to the mall. I like what? And that seems bananas to me. Like it seems bananas to me. Yeah. It seems sort of weird to think about a 10 year old. Because my... I mean, I can only equate it to my nephews. One of them is 12. One of them is seven. I I think the 12-year-old stays home sometimes by himself. And he might watch the seven-year-old. 12 is, but 12, I was already... Smoking cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> I had tried one. For Me sure. too. <laughs> I had kissed a boy. At 12, yeah. At a 10, couple. At 10. I know. Which is gross when you think about Tiny it. Tiny hussy. Well, Babies um, having babies. I don't know what the answer is. I, I mean, I, I don't either. I think it's more about like it's gonna it it's inevitable. The kid is you're gonna have your kid is going to have a phone. Like your kid is going to be active on technology. Yeah. But like, does it just go back to? Is it about the conversations we have with them? I think so. Is it about how we address it and like how we? You know, I mean, we already have these conversations about Iris, like, being left out. She'll tell me at school. Nobody wanted to play with me today. I was all by myself. And then we ask her teacher, and she's like, Iris is the most social kid in class. She's, like, totally full shit. But, like, it's interesting that she's already, like... Can pick up on that. Yeah, or, like, that she's, like, internalizing it so much. And I will tell you right now, I have the most sensitive child. Like, she is going to be such a hard kid to parent 
she is going to be so hard. And, and, and like, I know I can just see all these future conversations we're going to have where she's so sad because so-and-so was mean to her. And, and I just, how do you, I don't know. It really makes me like want to cry. She can't escape it because it's on her phone and it's under your pillow and you, I know. I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you just create like, do you do the thing where you take the phone away from them at night? Like, do you, or do you say this is, this is, um, from seven to 8 PM, you're allowed to be on your phone. Yeah, I think so. You just have to monitor it. You have to be more involved and nothing against parents who are not involved because you and I just talked about all the ways that we're not involved, that we're on our own phones, but I bet that's a huge part of it. It's not just that these kids are alone in their rooms. It's the parents are alone in their rooms. On I their mean, phones or on the couch. My my husband and I will be yeah in in the same space constantly, not relating yeah because we are on our computers and on our phones, sending each other links yeah. in the same room, <laughs> not being like, "Hey, Rob, look at this." Just we were sitting at the table together. Rob had his laptop open. I sat down on the other side, and he said, "Get up! I want to show you this." And I said, "Just send it to me <laughs> across the table." <laughs> I don't know. I well, the robots are taking over. This is what's happening, and they're. But the everything just feels so doomed. Here we go. We're back to this. We're back. We're back. It takes forty minutes. How long are we talking about this? Thirty-three. Thirty-three minutes. I don't know. So okay, so you you are an a professor of communication. Yes. Okay. So I think you have an interesting take on this, but like. Do you talk about this with your students yes. about like people who are not relating in real life or in person or all the time? And so what, I mean, they all are on our team. They all back this up, not say I love social media. All of them say, I hate social media. I don't like being on it. I stopped. 90% of my students are not on Facebook. They're all on Instagram and Snapchat and Snapchat. All of them. Well, Facebook is for old people. It's for old people. But I don't understand Snapchat enough to I literally don't try get it. and... I don't understand it. I can't adopt another thing. I've tried it thing. a million times. It's, it's Iris just, thinks it's funny to like do the doggy face. Yeah. That's the only time we do it. Um, but Instagram, I see. And it's even... Le- I mean, it's communicative in a visual way, but it's there's no words. I yeah. mean, there's so few words anyway. Right. So my theory is, and I say this to every class, that we will go back to pictorial language in, I don't know, 50 years. And we already are, right? Wow. That's what she said in this article. You mm-hmm. know an emoji better than you know somebody's face. So we'll just stop using words and just start using, using pictures again. I, 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 so I, I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading an actual book. Wow. I know. It's crazy. And I was, t- I was talking to Mike about it, like how like weird and great it is to be just like focused on one fucking task. It's awesome. Cause that's the other thing. It's like, I have, look at my computer. I have, look at all these tabs. It's, I mean, disturb- there's just so it many tabs. Doesn't it make your brain hurt? Right. And when you're looking at a book, you can't have any tabs open. It no. like is very therapeutic in this way. Um, but like it also feels like oh I haven't done this in a while right and like that's crazy 
Like I'm a grown human being. I should be able to read a book. Um, but it is, I'm, I'm getting something out of it. I would say, um, but I mean, but you miss it, right? You miss, I just was looking at some stupid glamour, like top 10 things we, we need to take away from young girls. And one of them was binge reading. What? Do you, uh, like binge reading? Yeah. Like, do you remember just being a kid and just sitting and reading? Oh, for, that we need to, to, to take, not take away. I was like, like you as want a to take, take away. Books no, no, got it. As a take yes. away. Rob and I like talk about Valley this all the stuff? time. Just sitting in a corner and reading for no. hours on end. And it was probably because you didn't have you didn't all have these it, I know. devices. But now we're doing it. We're talking about the old days. I know. We're glorifying it. We are glorifying. But kids still read. Reading has been up. A, a lot in the past decade. I wouldn't know. I think because of these blockbuster YA novels, reading has been up. So how do you get off of social media? How do you do it? I don't know. Do you have a desire to do that? Um, I, I do. I do and I don't. I do... Because I, I double check myself all the time. Do you, or do you, I have uh, in the past two years, since I've been thinking about the job market, I have been, I'm not going to post that. Why would I post that? That sounds mm. stupid. Or I'll write something like, I don't want to write that. Usually when I do post things, I, I just, they're either kind of silly or when it's political and I feel like it's okay mm-hmm. or it's my kids. So I'm almost just using them as a tool to sure. post on social media. I'll I, actually, I don't, I don't ever, do, I say horrible things on the internet. You do. I would, I, I don't know how I'm ever going to ever get a job ever again. <laughs> Luckily you own your own business. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the reasons I didn't want to teach anymore. Oh, isn't that crazy? I was like, I'm so tired of filtering myself. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say fuck whatever I want. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Um, but I don't. Do you want to be on? But I mean, then you think about all the other things. Like you have to market. Okay. And you have to business. And yeah. you have to. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is the thing. My So, yes, my business would not be at all successful without social media. Yeah. So that is a positive. But also, we got hearing aid legislation passed yep. because of social media. Yep. Like, I was a crazy person during that time, like posting all the time, giving people instructions on how to call. So it, and it did make a difference. They're huge. It wasn't just online petitions. It was like getting people to take action and staying connected and creating events about let's meet at the Capitol here and here. And I mean, it is really effective for a lot of things. I mean, it does get a bad rap, but like, I don't know. There's some things that there's some great, it's a great tool. Yeah. I'm, so no, I, I don't want to get off of it, but I also see how, how it's, it's damaging. It's very damaging. Yeah. And I don't just see it. I, I mean, the statistics that this lady posted, like it is damaging. Yeah. It is actually really, really toxic. And it's upsetting. Yeah. It's upsetting. And for grownups too. I don't know. I think encourage kids to have fun and. Go outside and balance. Balance. So Abby did write this really awesome sketch for Garbage Island. Mm. And one of the characters on the show says, um, 
He's talking about the little girl who likes to watch TV. And then he says, all right, kids, moderation, doing things some of the time and not all of the time. But the best part was every week he would say, do you know what moderation is, kids? And, and a the, room full of parents, four-year-olds yeah. would go, no. And the parents would crack up. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's the lesson we teach our kids. Yeah. Maybe we say, like, look, this is what you've got to learn. You can't have all of it all the time. No. You're going to have to, like, learn to regulate yourself. But also, and this is not a, I'm not living your world, so I can't, you know, speak from your experience, but you were, I mean, wait, let me think of how to say this. Sometimes Iris is going to come home and she's going to be like, that girl was mean to me. And your instinct is to say, I'm going to go kick her ass. But I think that's a lot of this protectionism that we are trying to not be a part of. It. But when we started and we had these little babies and we're like, they're just going to eat dirt. It's fine. I know. Leave us alone. I know. And now we're starting to see, oh, that kid's going to be mean to my kid? Well, I'm I've not going to hands it. off that. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen kids be mean to her. And the rage that fills all of my veins, yeah. it's like... The adrenaline that that kicks in when another kid is mean to mine yeah, is just like some unfuck with bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. I, and I mean, parents, I would love to know. Like, I would love to get your feedback about this. What do you do? How? And we've taught, we've had these conversations yes, about being involved, not being involved. Yeah. But how do you monitor your kids? Parents with, parents with older kids who are dealing with this. Like, wh- how do you stay on top of it? You hear these horror stories, I feel like, once a day So, in, uh, about a kid who commits suicide. Because of cyberbullying. Right. And this article said a lot of that is girls. Mm-hmm. Because boys like to punch each other. Girls like to be nasty. Girls are so nasty. Like mind control. They're so nasty. I it's, hate them. I know. I hate them, too. I really do. The but, end. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> What? Let's end on a happy note. I have nothing happy. <laughs> I think I fed my son uh, tainted watermelon and he vomited for... He was dry heaving. His iris are like... It was scary. He was crying and dry heaving. And did he have a fever or anything? Nothing. And then he was fine. And we watched Big Hero 6 twice in a row. I'm in a so, row. I'm sorry. That movie is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a Fallout Boy song in it. I kind of like uh we're all about the trolls soundtrack right oh, now I love and it. that justin timberlake song is so good that i dropped her off today and on my way to like do where i was singing it i put it on by myself in the car i love that song. it's so good it's got that good soul in my so feet good. it's like the happiest we put it on friday afternoons and we dance around the house to it it's the happiest song i've ever heard I agree. it encouraged me to then go listen to other justin timberlake songs that i have forgotten about Holy goodness, everybody. Go listen to Justin Timberlake songs. He is a god among men. Cry Me a River is maybe the best song <laughs> ever fantastic. written. It's a fantastic song. <laughs> <laughs> Please sponsor us, Justin Timberlake. Now we're just like, are just going to talk about Justin Timberlake. <laughs> well, he said, and not Who a happy a note. father. Yeah, there you go. Maybe he'll come on our show. Oh, come on the show, <gasps> Should Justin? we launch a social media campaign? <laughs> Hashtag. To get... Isn't that a twist here at the end? We're yes. going to try to use social media to get social, Justin Timberlake to come on our show. To, to talk about his lack of, even though he's invested in social media. Um, yeah, come on the show. Come on the show. Come and do a, a 
little radio concert of your troll song with clothes on or not whatever whatever you want whatever you it's want no big to. deal <laughs> don't like to <laughs> it's wear up them. to you um yes. if you guys live in the houston area we have a new show going on at rec room it's in august kids called music. the tiny kids concert series and every saturday morning we're gonna have a different band so or fun. musical act come in super fun we also have Garbage Island coming back September 16th. If you don't live in Houston, maybe consider moving here <laughs> right. for this show. Just for because that. Because Abby is a children's theater genius. I don't know about that. So, but have you written the new script yet? I was just working on it. Amazing. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, all right. Well, we will see you guys next week yeah. on social media. On all the social media. <laughs> <laughs> comes around. Goes around. Comes around. Mm. I just into my son, you were my earth, you didn't know all the ways I loved you, no, so you took a chance, made of a plan, but I bet you didn't think that they would come crashing down, no, Follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter at Hands Off Parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands Off Parents is Steph and Abby. Mail camp.